All right, so good morning, good people. You're listening to the Black Pill Radio Show. I'm your host, Tyler, and today we have an interesting topic. We are talking with published authors. So I'm just going to go around the table. We have five in the studio with us, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. We're going to start with Sean Cornelius. Good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Sean Cornelius. I am a comedian, uh, a musician, author, uh, motivational speaker from the Bronx, New York. Hey, 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 everybody. It's Cassandra Lenore from St. Louis, Missouri, and I am the author of From Nothing to New York. I'm also an entrepreneur and an inspirational speaker. Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Ronald Haney, and I am an activist, member of the National Action Network. I'm an actor, and I'm an author of Duppy You Reek What You Sell, and I'm an orator representing New York City. Hey y'all, this is Trishina Connor. I am the author of 18 Ingredients to Make Daddy. I'm also a professional dancer and a teaching artist and I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. Good morning everybody. My name is Lee Pitts. I'm from Queens, New York and I'm an author of the new book, Paint the City Red. All right, sounds good. So I wanna throw the first question to Sean. Sean, why did you wanna become an author? Uh, Honestly, I didn't. It wasn't something that I I had aspirations. I was I call, everything that goes down with me is God's plan, uh, and the situation happened where I was I uh, injured my knee uh, during martial arts class, and I couldn't do anything for like two and a half three months, so I was laid up, and uh, I was just emotionally frustrated, man. So I I I write songs, lyrics, and music and things. So I was writing, and uh, someone said you should express your stuff through you know be a book. Like I never thought about being an author or anything like that. I didn't know how. I thought there was a whole, you know, like a formula. And they just said, just write. So, and write what you know about. So my, the name of my book is called Expressions of Love and Romance. So I love romance, uh, love, all that kind of stuff. So I just have had poems and, and songs and things. And I, so I started putting that stuff together. And then it just expanded to uh, about my life, my journey through love and romance from the first kiss to other things present stuff okay so i know sean is writing about love and romance and trishina is writing about something totally different so hers is a children's book so tell us why you you put that project together um well like i said i'm a teacher and um in a lot of the classrooms i see books um just not on this topic the only book that i've seen um in the classroom representing a black father and his daughter was actually a girl going to see her dad in prison And granted, that is a lot of kids' reality. However, I wanted to put a more positive um, look out there and just really throw some shine and really encourage and inspire those dads who are actually doing what it is that they need to do. Um, And this book is really personal to me, 18 Ingredients to Make Dad. My uh, own father passed when I was 18. So each ingredient in the book represents something that he gave to me and that I want to give to other dad and daughter relationships. All right, sounds real interesting. So, Cassandra, what was your journey to becoming an author? Well, funny that you used the word journey because, of course, I said earlier that my book is entitled From Nothing to New York, and it follows my journey from my first day as a freshman in high school all the way through my first summer here in NYC. And I'm very transparent about the trials and the tribulations that I overcame. So when it comes to my journey of writing a book, it's very similar or it is pretty identical to my journey in life it was filled with bumps and bruises tears and laughter highs and lows but it's what makes me the quote-unquote success i am today 
All right, so I'm going to throw the next question to Ron. So your title of your book is Duppy? Yes, Duppy, Duppy, you reap what you sow. All right, so where does that derive from? Okay, Duppy is a Jamaican term um, um, I'm used for for ghosts. It's a Caribbean term. I don't think Jamaicans only are the only ones that use the term, but uh, it is a Caribbean term for ghosts. All right, so what was your journey to writing this story about the ghost Duppy? All right, my my journey is this uh, serious. Well, might as well be transparent. It came from a, well, it came from a failed uh, suicide attempt, and um, and it's something that I because of that I never gave up on. It took a very long time to uh, publish this book, and along the way, there were other things that came along with it, like a uh, screenplay and uh, and a stage play as well, but. The novel always sat. Everything came from the novel originally. And so I went on and decided to publish it. All right. And last but not least, Mr. Lee Pitts, what was your journey to becoming an author? Well, the truth, I was sitting on, fighting a case, sitting on Rikers Island. And for about two months, I had about 10 books. And I ran through all the books. So I was waiting for my girlfriend to send me another package of books to read. So in the meantime, there ain't nothing else to do. You're bored. So instead of reading, I got tired of reading everybody else's book. So I was like, let me entertain myself and write my own book, keep myself entertained. And that's how I came about writing this book. All right. Sounds good. And the title of the book is Paint the City Red. So everybody's a published author. Um, are we all self-published or are we signed to like one of the major big publishing companies? Um, so I'm self-published. Self-published. I'm self. Self. All right. So everybody's self-published. So let's talk about self-publishing. The people out there who want to be authors, who write, um, they've been sending manuscripts to different publishing companies and they're getting rejected or they're being told to wait and they just want to get their book out. They want to have their words be heard and read. Um, what advice would you give them as far as going the self-publishing route? And I'll throw that first question to Cassandra. All right. So I actually um, came prepared today because I knew that we were going to be talking about our books. So I have, I guess, a list of things that if you're listening and tuning in, I encourage you to grab your pen and paper right now because I'm basically going to give you everything that you need to know so that you can self-publish your book. So after you write it, edit it, and get all that good stuff done, you need to get a graphic designer. This is the graphic designer is to design the cover, the front and back cover of your book. Unless you're skilled and that's your niche, I don't encourage anybody to waste your time to do that. I know initially I was trying to design my own stuff. I went on Canva. I was downloading all these different apps. I was going to freeapps.com, like doing everything that I could trying to figure out how I could design my book. That was a waste of time when you could just invest in somebody that time that I wasted could have been used to do something else that it could have been more lucrative for me so I encourage everybody if you're not skilled in that go just invest in a graphic designer as well as someone who can do the interior design of your book don't waste your time trying to do something that has nothing to do with you something else that you have to know is that you have to purchase your ISBN um point blank period and also your um book barcode If you're saying, like, well, what do I need a barcode for? I'm going to be selling at the trunk of my car or I'm going to be selling at conferences. Like, what would be my purpose? Well, the end goal is to end up in stores, right? 
the end goal is to be at a Barnes and Noble, like to be selling your book around the world. So you need to just invest in that from the very beginning, get your book barcode, because you always move forward with the end goal in mind. So everything that you do from the very beginning should always be to accomplish what your end goal is. Um, I also say that um, I went through Create Space. I don't know if anybody else here did. Create space was you have to do your research to see what your um, print on demand or what um, vehicle you would like to use. I went with Create Space because it was the um, the parent company of Create Space is Amazon, so it's easy for me to put my book on Amazon for sale as well as um, for my physical copies as well as on um, Kindle for the digital copies. So Create Space and Amazon are you know sister companies or or connected to each other, so it was just easier for me to do that. Um, and Create Space also makes it very easy for you to do the print on demand to buy in bulk. So if you are gonna do speaking engagements, or you're gonna go to conferences, or you're gonna be a part of um, vending opportunities, you wanna be able to buy your book in bulk. And I feel like it's very reasonable in prices compared to any other thing that I have researched. So those are my suggestions. Okay, those are some great suggestions. Has anybody not use create space and just went out and got printed copies on their own me all right so sean why don't you tell us what that experience is like well the only thing about it was it's, those were very important points um again not wanting not really trying to be an author or wanting to be an author i just went and got someone who was experienced the person that kind of referred me to you know she did a lot of the stuff for me so she's uh her name was lady charmaine day and she's published seven books so that's how I got my knowledge as far as, because I didn't know anything about anything, the ISB and all that. I mean, I see the stuff on the, you know, everything on the books. But she took me and sat me down and walked me through the process of getting, you know, the numbers and all that and being able to upload my book for ebooks and then things like that. So the process is get someone who's experienced, you know, uh, and it doesn't have to be one person. Like you said, do your research. And that's what happened with me because as I was going through the process, of getting someone who's a graphic artist, someone who's an editor, you know, someone who's who's a publisher or publishing companies and things of that sort. You don't know these things, so shop around, get the advice, get the information from several sources to because uh, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize. And I sell mine out of my book bag, out of the trunk, but it's on my website, it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes & Noble. So I didn't know these kind of things. So you have to get someone who knows what they're doing. Right. So the tips that Cassandra gave out were very good. She didn't really mention copy editor. Sean mentioned copy editor. So Cassandra, you did your own copy editing? Yeah. So I wrote, edited, and self-published my own book. So um, something that I think that he said that is very important is to reach out to those people who are more experienced and who have a greater um, experience or uh, they're skilled in that thing. So with me, I didn't necessarily have the network or so Google became my best friend. So I encourage everybody, like, if you don't have anybody to edit or you don't have the funds or the resources, because I did, I was able to go on to um, Craigslist to find different editors to price around. And after realizing, like, okay, Cassandra, God gave you this vision, and he's not going to give you the vision without first providing the provision. However, maybe you are your own answer. Maybe you're the key to your lock. So I'm a writer. I graduated from college. I was a journalism uh, major. So I've always been skilled in writing. I had everything within me to be successful. However, Google became my best friend. So I couldn't afford an editor. 
and I decided that I need to edit myself, even though I did not want to do it, and I was crying, and it was definitely hard to um, edit your own book because you're reading things in your voice, and you can easily, easily skip over something because, you know, you know what you wanted to say. But then it, through Google, I found different um, sort resources to use. So I used Autocrit and I used Grammarly. And after the free trial ended, I had to decide, like, okay, well, me just investing in this for one month, a one-month trial, or, you know, becoming a member for one month is still way cheaper than if I was to invest in an editor. So, you know, you know where you are financially. And even when it comes to self-publishing, there are going to be expenses that you have. I didn't have the money coming in. I, you know, I started writing my book because I was in a low place and I, I write to release. So I was just writing my story just because I felt God led me to do that thing. And in doing that, when it turned into a book, I knew that I didn't have the money to be able to fund or finance my book project to get it out there. So what did I do? I tuned in, I, touched, I tuned into who I am, and I started writing, and I created a, a offer or a sponsor letter. All right, so very good information. So, guys, here's some tips out there for you. Some people are selling the barcodes for $25. There's a website that allows you to get the barcode for free. So just do a Google search, and you're going to save money on getting that barcode so you won't have to pay. Now, you guys all wrote novels, but... Miss Trishina over here, she wrote something different. She has a children's book and there's illustration in the book. So what was your process like? Um, like Sean, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I never wanted to be a writer. So when this vision came to me, um, I did research and I actually went through a self-publishing company because I had, again, no idea what I was doing. So within that company, um, you pick the editor that you want and they have a a portfolio of illustrators and you send that illustrator your idea and then they send you back their vision and you go back and forth so that's how the illustrator was picked out and then with this company um what's amazing is they walk you through the process it's still your vision it's still your idea at the end of the day but someone like me and if you're out there and you have no idea what you want to do you still want your project to be a representation of yourself so you don't want to just put something out there because you have an idea you want it to be perfect in your eyes. Um, so that was my reason for going through the publishing company, the self-publishing company, Mascot Books, um, outside of Virginia. And it is pricey. And like um, Cassandra was saying, I didn't have the funds. It wasn't coming in. So me, myself, I did an Indigo GoFundMe page um, and reaching out to families and friends. And the response that I got was truly overwhelming. Like I raised about 95% of what I needed in order to get the project off the ground in about 60 days. So don't be afraid to ask for help. If you believe in your vision and you know that it's something that you want to put out there, just don't be afraid to ask because you never know what you'll get in return. All right. So Mr. Duppy, Mr. Ron Haney, did you have a different experience than Sean, Cassandra or Trishina? Oh my God. I feel like I'm amongst family and like, um, I'm so ready to Oink, oink, piggyback on everybody's experiences because it's like <laughs> it's very similar to um, everyone here. Uh, I did use Create Space um, to publish uh, W What You Sell and uh, Journey is, is, is what it is. Um, the book came to fruition after 22 years, you know what I'm saying? It, it began. I went from writing it longhand. Um, the first draft was written longhand. I drafted it four times. Um, I had proofreaders. I think that's very important. Um, I had to make myself read the novel over and over and over and over and over and over again. I still, if 
find myself reading it to make sure it's the best product you put out there. I had to read proofreaders and I had to proofread them because um, like Cassandra said, you know, um, after a while your, the characters do take over and your own voice in your head as you're reading along, the way you're picturing the characters depending on the, you know, how you grab your reader, you know, people can overlook things, you know, so you have to continuously read it no matter how aggravating, you got to read it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, you know, my novel is about elderly abuse, so I found myself, um, you know, like really, really, it's an emotional process, but um, the Almighty blesses you with the talent of being a writer, and all the writers in the room know what I'm talking about. It's just nothing that you can escape, you know, and, um, and this is something that you have to handle. Um, I do highly suggest you um, buy your ISBN number because you do want to continue to move forward. You want to, you know, like Cassandra said, get your book around the world, worldwide. Um, Create Space is a phenomenal um, website to use. Um, if anyone from Create Space is listening, you should be. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it would be great if your company published hardcover novels. Um, hardcover novels. That's the original, you know what I'm saying? So um, there's still a market out there for that. Um, that's why I purchased my own ISBN number because I want to do a hardcover edition, at least one or two of you know my future novels, you know what I mean? Like that. Um, but however, Create Space is a great, great um, website to do it all. Like you said, um, it's reasonably priced. Um, like the brothers and sisters in the room said, you know, Money-wise, like, as it's, it wasn't all that, but, you know, you just keep pushing. And, uh, you know, you get to bring your work to fruition. Did the Indiegogo, phenomenal way to go. You have to keep pushing, no matter how many no's you get from people who claim to support you. You know yourself that you're a writer, and you want your work out there for the consumer. And that's what you have to um, embrace and challenge and make happen, you know. All right, so we talk, we got a lot of information, a lot of tips out there for future authors, aspiring authors. Um, Lee, would you like to add anything to this that the other authors touched on in terms of what the process is like preparing your book and what was your journey like trying to get this book out there? Well, the process for me is the first time. I ain't know nothing about it, so it was hard. So I went, um, the p company that published it, Urban Room LLC. They helped me with everything I needed to know. I gave them my um, the rough draft. They went over it, told me what needed to be done with it. Then I went back and fixed it. And then they helped me find a great editor to edit the book. And then she sent it back to me, telling me what needs to be fixed. So it was all hard. And I had to keep on going back and fixing it, looking it over changing things, trying to bring out the characters more. And then by the beginning of 2015, I got the final version when it was all done. And I was proud, like, because I didn't even think about writing a book. It was just to entertain myself and as if I was watching a movie or something. That was the only reason. But it was done, and the process was hard. Then the company helped me get the ISBN number, um, I got it copywritten, everything legally that needed to be done, Urban Room helped me. And then also with the um, book cover, it was hard at first because 
you got a vision and some people don't see the vision and they send it to you and it's like, nah, I don't want that. So you, that's a little process. You want the perfect book cover for yourself. And then that was finally done. And then the project was all put together and released last week. So that was my journey through it. Right. So I think you went through like three or four different book cover versions before you decided to uh, select the last one. To select the last one. Right. So have you guys experienced that? Like when you're working with somebody who's doing a graphic design for your book and you have a vision and you put it out there and they're trying to fulfill your vision, but it just isn't quite working. Um, so you, you can put it out as is or you can wait until you get it the way you want to get it. Um, I know in Lee's case, he waited, we waited almost a year. I waited a year. Right. Before we decided <laughs> we like this cover, so we're going to go with that. You know, so the book was copywritten over a year ago, but we didn't put it out till almost a, another year later because we were dealing with uh, design issues. And then there's finance issues with that as well. So some of you, have any of you guys experienced that? I have. Um, being that my book is a children's book, there are a lot of pictures. So I think the editing process of the illustrations was the longest process um, of the book. I, it, was, it was like six months just going back and forth because I wanted, it was only two characters in the book. And the female character, her name is MJ, and it's actually me. And then the uh, father character is my dad. So I had to send her two pictures of myself and I was like seven and a picture of my dad. So just to get those nuances clear on what I wanted to look like took forever. Um, and then the colors, something that I don't really think about, but you want each color to, it's a personal book. So you want it to be a representation of what exactly I'm trying to get across. So, you know, you can just throw a blue or a pink, but I'm like, no, if I go back to that day when I was seven years old in my mom's kitchen or my mom's living room, I remember the couch being this color. I remember the clock on the wall being this color. So that process for me was a lot of back and forth with the illustrator, Lydia Emba, which is amazing. She's amazing. But um, that was the longest process. Right. So I think my advice to some people out there is just be patient. That's what I was going to say. Patience is, is the top thing to be uh, because when people see your book, they don't see the words on the inside first. They see your cover. So you want them to be, you know, the cover to be very eye catching and they can maybe look at your book and see exactly what your book is about before reading it. So it's very important. So patience is um, important. I, my Mine was finished. I started in October, November, and I, it was out by April. But I didn't have a again my my book is basically my my story about my trials and tribulations through love and romance and just poetry so all this stuff was pretty much done it's not something that had to be you know but the thing about going back and forth with an editor going back and forth with the graphic artist going back and forth with this person the production person it does take uh, some time and you do have to be patient because you do want it to be perfect we say there's no such thing as perfect but yes there is it's got to be perfect for me because I'm the and, and when people pick up my book I want them to know who I am, and I don't want any flaws. And even though I have my flaws, but I want them to understand and be able to grasp what I'm, you know, what I was putting out there. So you do have to take time. It's, and it's rough sometimes because you want to get it out, especially when you're close to the end. Like I want to get it out there. I got my numbers. I got this. I got this. I got the cover. Everything's done. Because I had to bring it back one time because one editor went over. Then somebody else went over and said, you know what? There's some mistakes that are. So I had, you know, you have to really take your time and because it's it is you. You represent representing you. So to those authors out there who are taking their time, they got the manuscript done, it's copy edited, they have their illustration done, the book is ready to go, and now they're ready to put it out there. And there's people who put books out there, but they have no marketing plan. They have no following. So the only people who are going to buy it is your friends and family. But outside of that, who's buying the book? Who even knows that the book exists? 
So with that said, what are, what are some of the marketing strategies or promotional strategies that people can use to increase their sales? And I'll throw that first question to Cassandra. So from the jump, um, I had a mentor tell me that you needed like at least a year of marketing and promotion. Well, I um, it was like August, September, maybe. God told me, oh, just to let you know, you're going to release your book on your birthday. Well, my birthday is December 10th. So what did that give me, like a three-month lead way? And I was not finished editing. I did not have any graphic designer or anything. So I had three months. I, I found my graphic designer last minute, and he created my and enhanced my vision within two weeks. So when it came to the marketing, she told me, oh, you need to push back your deadline. And I'm like, well, no, I got to be obedient to God. So I personally suggest if having at least a three month, I think three months definitely needs to be your minimum. Don't think that you can release it in one month and you're just going to be able to reach outside your network. But in those three months, you need to create a social media campaign consistency is key you need to be in these people face like whether and you need to be on every every social medias instagram facebook twitter i guess snapchat now like you need to really reach outside of your comfort zone if that's not your field make it your field if that's not your niche if you're not comfortable with social media make yourself comfortable with social media because social media just like google is your friend as well as um you got to do e-blast you have to really Take yourself out of your comfort zone and look at all the different mediums that you have available to you and take advantage of them. I did. I texted everybody. I emailed everybody. But then after you sell, you know, when you first release your book, you're going to immediately just get a overflow of purchases and people who believe in you and who want to support you and who want to read your story. But after you reach your network, then what? So during that three-month process, you're – Focusing only on the then what, because you know that your network is going to buy your book. You know that your family, your friends, your social media followers are going to buy your book. But then what about those people that you've never heard of? How are you, what is your follow-up for that? So I knew that going into my social media, that right after I release my book, I'm going to have two release parties. One in New York and then one in St. Louis, where I'm from. Okay, how am I going to reach people outside of the people that I know to come to my book release party. So I started making it a big deal. I made it an experience, not just a book release party. It was an experience. So I had um, poetry. I had singers. I had rappers. I had performers, performances. I had panel discussions. I gave a keynote. Like, what are you doing to reach outside? I made it a big event. I had it on Eventbrite. I had, I did radio interviews. I was on the number one radio station in St. Louis. I reached out to my network to even get on that. Like, what are you doing to go above and beyond to reach different people? Because once after your network is up, you want to keep it going. So I knew that I wanted to keep it going. So after all of those things, I went straight into speaking engagements. Who is your target audience? You need to think of these. Those are the type of things that you need to think about when you're doing your marketing plan. I knew that my target audience was, I, I said on the back of my book, from 14 to 48. So it doesn't matter where you are in your life. I knew that I wanted to talk to high school students. I know that I wanted to talk to college-age students as well as my peers and adults and even those people who may be older than me because I knew that everybody will be able to relate to my book and will be able to receive something. So find your niche and make it work. All right, so Ron, why don't you piggyback off of that? She talked about social media promotion. She also talked about a book release party. Um, did you do anything different, or did you do similar experiences? I did all of that. I'm still doing all of that. Um, and the, uh, it was about the pain that you got to 
you know, you, it's like you, you got to constantly, consistently promote, 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 promote. People will turn against you. They will block you. Not trying to, you know, not trying to be funny, but like, like my mom's, she passed like last July, right? So no, this is, a, but, but here's the joke. People were coming at me, um, you know, with their, oh, you know, we're sorry that she passed and everything. And when I would try to respond back, they had blocked me because I promoted so much already. It was deep. So these are things that you'll be up against. But again, it's like your family and friends will support you, but you have to go outside of them too because at the same time, they're tearing you down while you're trying to do this thing. Um, so I, I, I tripped out off of that. Um, you know, the, the, the book parties and everything, that's very important. You have to discipline yourself to know that you're going to continue. As a self-published author, you have to continuously um, strive to have book parties and go outside of where you are. Like the sister said, she's from St. Louis. She had a joint in St. Louis and in New York. Now her next move might be in Oklahoma. You understand what I'm saying? Because she has a social media following. She has friends down there. You know, that's very, very, very important. Um, word of mouth has to sell your material. And in order for that to happen, your material has to be legible enough as well. So you want to definitely appoint people who are avid readers to be on your team. You want to appoint um, people on your team that are into use of the English language and things like that. You should be open to being into the use of the English language. I heard one of the sisters say um, that Grammarly and stuff like that, like I got very attracted to um, thesaurus.com because um, over the 22 years, you know, the computer age had changed so much. I remember working on my stuff on Windows 95 and then by the time I got to the fourth draft, it was like boom with a click. I was doing research because I want my fiction to be so real. I got dates in the novel where things happened. I wanted it to be in sync. So I would look up things on Google to make sure this happened so the characters could talk about it, stuff like that. Whereas that wasn't popping back in 19, because my novel was published, in, well, it was copyrighted in 1996. So, which is now what, like, yeah, like 20, well, it took me 22 years. So, um, you can't give up because it's not who you are. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's a trip. <laughs> it's a trip. All right, so you, so you dealt with a lot of adversities trying to get that book to yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. But I did a, a, a novel trailer um, to, you know, I wanted to go out of the box with that. That's how the Indiegogo, like the sister said, that's how that came in. Um, that, that's a w great tool. Um, but just be prepared to be strong. You cannot give up. It's not an option. All right, sounds good. So... Trishina, you're dealing with a children's book. Is your experience in terms of marketing that book any different than what Cassandra or Ron has gone through? All that. Um, social media definitely still consistently always posting um, the book parties, one in New York and one back at home in Saginaw, Michigan. And because I have a children's book, the schools are a big factor. Um, just going to schools that I worked at um, back in Saginaw. My mom, shout out, Mommy, you're great. Um, she's going to schools monthly doing readings. My brothers, they're amazing as well. Um, churches, libraries. 
I think the thing that stops most people is fear or rejections for someone to tell you no. But at the end of the day, they tell you no. Okay, fine. Go to the next person. So I think it's all about just putting yourself out there, not being afraid and being confident in your product because you know what your vision is and you know that you want to reach people. So, yeah. So, Sean, has your your marketing and promotional experience been any different than what the other three authors spoke about? Well, they're on point with what they're saying about uh, the social media stuff, but I've been blessed to be able to do uh, stand-up for 22 years. So I I take my books wherever I go, or all of my shows. It doesn't matter what kind of show it is, church, club, uh, uh, music tour, or whatever, and I take my books and I promote my books on tour. So I've been able to... Uh, I had the same thing when my book first came out. It's like, that's why the whole self-published thing. So I, I went to marketing and promotion companies and they want to excuse them they want to yeah they want to pull every limb from they want to charge you you know what i'm saying so i didn't have the money for that so i had to do it myself so i come from a theatrical background so i i just do everything big you know you did all saying uh if you don't have a million bucks look like it so when when i did my own social media stuff my own marketing it would look like because when you're first coming out, they, the people don't know you. They're not really gonna. You have to probably you have to have something for somebody to want something. That's you know what I mean. So when I did my mark, I did a lot of bright lights. Like it, my book was already out there. So you know, there, there's a lot of psychological things you can do to get people into your corner because you know, again, if you're a startup artist, people don't really want a startup artist. They want an established person. Uh, so you have to really kind of manipulate that situation. So the social media thing, I, I've done book signings. I've, I've got my own book, my own self, you know, and did my own flyer work. I've done book signings in the Caribbean. I've done stuff in Pennsylvania. I've done stuff down south. Uh, but every, again, I've, you know, because I've been blessed to be able to do uh, travel with my comedy. So I just take my books, man, and, and I promote. I'll send flyers out ahead of time, letting people know that, I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be there with books. I'll tap into groups church groups because uh, my again my book is about love and romance that's everybody's involved with that so um uh, i'll tap into people who are doing uh i had pastors call me to talk to their, their, their church members and things like that so uh but it's also i can do i can talk to students about it because young people are going through that whole process of love and romance so it's kind of easy to tap into uh, different groups, uh, the demographic. So as far as that, yeah, I mean, the whole social, look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart, we knew of him, but he tapped into social media. That's why he is where he's at today as far as everything, because he jumped on it, and it can take you to levels where, so that's that's the main thing. And it's sometimes you're lazy with it, but it's right at your fingertips. So you have to do the things and go outside your box to, to make, because it's this is you. So, but it is hard, man. It's hard to start up and do it by yourself and without a, a big company behind you pushing it. So, Lee, you just published your book two weeks ago. So everybody had their book out there for a while and they've gone through the experiences of marketing, publishing and trials and tribulations. You're new to this process. So hearing this information and thinking about what you had planned to do or you plan on doing to uh, market your book, um, what advice would you give people and what do you have to say about the journey you're about to go through? Well, um, it was hard for me because I, I had a social, me social media pages on Instagram and I never used it. So I would never use it. I post like one picture a year. I wouldn't even care for it. So doing this book, I had to promote it. So it was hard for me because I'm a laid back person, but I had to reach out and start posting stuff to um, different Instagrams of like book publishers, authors, and making little trailers of my book 
and posting pictures and sayings, quotes, excerpts. And then I seen the following coming, more people. I had probably 30-something followers because I ain't really following nobody. Then it grew to like 250 within a month. And then on Facebook, I got, I started Facebook about a week, two weeks ago. Gained 100 followers within two weeks. And I see why people love it so much, but it is to um, promote whatever you're doing. That's not the only way, but it's a start. For me, it was a start. And then sometimes it could take up your time because you always got to be on there promoting when you got other stuff to do. But it's the sacrifice you make. Even if you, you don't feel like doing it, you have to do it. People want to see what's it about because this is my first book. Nobody cares. Only my friends, family. Like, oh, that's cool. You wrote a book. But you have to show them what's it about so you got to promote it. I've been promoting it on social media since, I believe, November. And then just putting up excerpts and everything, getting responses from people overseas. My DM being filled with messages when the paperback coming out and everything. And it's a different experience. It's cool. All right. So one of the marketing strategies I think authors should employ is film trailers for their book. I think if you get visuals, and it doesn't have to be like a two and a half minute film trailer, like a traditional film. You could do a 60 second film trailer. Um, I've been talking to a lot of authors about that, and everyone has told me that would be a really good way to go. So have any of you guys employed that, and would you want to? I have um, very much. Um, well, I do have a film, film trailer, a uh, novel trailer for Duppy, You Reap What You Sow. Um, I'm very excited about the uh, trailer. Um, you know, it took a while, over a thousand views, whoop you do <laughs> But, uh, you know... Thank you very much, because, yeah, because it's the almighty behind it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and like Brother Sean said, it's so psych, psychological, because, see, as a writer, because we all are definitely writers in this room, you know what I mean? So you know how psychological that is, and it's like, in terms of difficulty, you have to be that removed from others in order to push yourself to make it work, and then... Uh, then as well as be open enough to do social media to be pushing and but your drive at the end of the day is what's going to attract the people the necessary people around you and time will cut away the fluff of the people who don't belong um so for example the brother like my cover you know what i'm saying i'm a little confused about covers and things like that only because like for me, at the end of the day, word of mouth with the material sells the sells the material. So, like you know, the old adage, um, um, you can't judge a book by its cover. And we nowadays people can. You glance and go, oh, I don't want to be into that, you know, because my cover, my novel, scary. However, there are people out there that like to, they like Stephen King, like when you do the Instagram thing, stuff like that. So, with that being said. Um, you know, a novel trailer, I think that's a, a magnificent tool because it is about visuals. If you social media um, savvy, link up, sync up your links, get your um, merchandise out there, keep your merchandise out there. The brother that did my cover actually um, is an, was an actor who I went to high school with, and he was in the stage version of the book because I went on to do the play, the stage play several times, 
while the novel just sat because I had literary agents tell me, no, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. No, we don't. For years and years and years. And finally, I was like, when one company said, okay, well, Ron, we'll publish you. They was going to publish the third draft. And then shout out to Augustus. You know, um, they had things going on. Um, and it took a while. But my, my drive made it so and the, the material, I couldn't write it anymore. 20, over 20 years, things had changed. My writing had grown, you know. So, yeah, novel trailers, you know, st you can do different versions of your story, get other people involved. People who are into English is very important to sell the work. All right, so let's, let's move this and transition this to a different side of the discussion. So where, where is being an author going? What is the future? Because there are some issues with um, copyright infringement, a lot of people are putting out quantity, but not necessarily quality. People are putting out books every three months, but you don't necessarily get to promote the book you just released, and there's a lot going on. Um, so I want to talk about that. Like, where do we as authors see this industry going? And anyone could start first. I'll go. Well, um, I started. I released my book in one year, basically. So I did it all in a year. Wrote, edited, self-published in a year. So I have seen, I take, I, I really take, I don't want to say pride, but I'm very, I guess that's the best word. <laughs> I'm very proud of the product of, of what I produced. Um, the substance, the tears, the joys, the highs, the lows that went into this. So when you look at, not to judge anybody or compare, but when you look at people who release in these books every three months, um, and there's nothing wrong with ghostwriters because just because you're not a writer doesn't mean that you don't have a story. However, you're, you can't, I think that um, being an author is, has now become a fad. I think that everybody is so easy. Everybody is out here doing workbooks or self-help books or writing novels, and you know because oh, this is a quick come up, and everybody's a, uh, um, self-publishing now because it's, it is so easy. Although we're being transparent and talking about the difficulties, if you have a money or if you have a following, it's nothing for you to just get some get a team, produce a book, put your you know put your two cents into it and then get it out there so um i think that the future of an author you can't focus on what everybody else is doing because just like um self-publishing and putting out these self-help books and novels and workbooks are big things now know that they're going to get over it they're going to move on to podcast or something else is going to become the major thing and you're going to be able to still move forward with what with what you're passionate about or what you're called to do just because you know other people and it is such a big thing right now that doesn't mean that you you lose the substance or you lose the passion behind what you are doing i think that you can't focus on what everybody else is doing or how they're saturating the industry because if you just focus on you your lane your grass that's all that matters i agree with the sister 100 percent um i'm 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 big I'm a big advocate on having proofreaders and um th three and four well no three no twelve or fourteen more eyes reading your work and these eyes it's important for who the eyes will be they should be into English they should be no have knowledge of literature straight up because you want to sell your product around the world and. My experiences right now have gone from fam, you know, because for me, 
fam and everybody, they come out to your book parties and stuff, it's more than like it's a 70% chance they're going, oh, they, you know, we supported you. Yo, that's what's up. Oh, word up. And then they're going to put the book on the shelf and they'll never read it forever. Some of them won't read it ever. And then maybe a friend of theirs will read it and they'll be like, oh, that was hot. And then it sells like that. So you, um, oh, so you, so you definitely, excuse me, you definitely um, need people with the knowledge of English is important, man. So Sean, Cassandra talked about, is it a passion or is it a hustle? That's basically where her point was going. So how do you see it? I, I mean, it could be both, man. It, it's, the, it's, the, it's the times, you know, times have changed. Like authors from years ago, let's look at us as maybe, oh, they just, there's a hustle because we self-published and we didn't go through the proper, like they had to do their thing. It's just like with music. It's like with entertainment. It's like with everything. The times are changing. Um, before now, you can do your own album. You can do your own radio show. You can do your own podcast from your living room, or from you know. So before you couldn't do that. You had to be signed to somebody. You, you know what I'm saying? So you, the times are changing, but I don't think it. I don't. It, it dilutes it a little bit because there are people who are just out there for the hustle. There are people, and I, I have to be say I am guilty of saying with certain, you know, artists and things. Or we we make we listen. That person does not sing well. But they have an album. How do they do it? They they did their own independent label or whatever. You know what I mean? So it does dilute the industry a little bit when you have people that are not really into the craft, the art of of, of writing. But then again, who? Are you, how are you to judge somebody else's, you know, journey? Like we're using the word journey, sorry, because just because they put out a book on donuts, that doesn't mean they're not passionate about writing. That they that's just what they. You know what I mean? So. I, I tend not to really judge people on their artistic and their creative abilities, but the, the times are changing with everything, technology, everything. So I don't think that the literary is going to suffer but so much. The only thing I have run into, a lot of people aren't into the hard copies anymore because of technology, so they want the e-books and they can read it on their iPads and all those kind of things. So it's sometimes you might lose a little money, but there are people who still want hard copies, not as many. So I think it changes in that fashion, but as far as you know, people's creativity and their artistic uh, endeavors. I, I don't judge people on that. So it, it's just like with anything else. I agree with Sean as how that's a, it is a hustle. When you get that money, when people buy your stuff, you get that money and make you want to hustle harder. And the beauty after that is when they come back to you and say, oh, my God, and they talk to you about your characters. They're so into, they can tell you where they are in your book, and then you know that they're in Chapter 7. And they speaking about the characters like they know they speaking about the characters like they know them and things like that. So it is a hustle. Cause that one getting that bread in your hand, and you gotta keep the work going, pushing yourself. But when they and, and then when they come back to you and they talk to you about your work, it's like, yeah, you were glad that you took that necessary time and those steps to make it happen. So, Lee, being that you're a new author, your book came out two weeks ago. For you, was this a hustle or is this a passion and where's the journey going to take you? At first, I was doing it to entertain myself. Then uh, I finished about 80 about eighty percent of it while I was on Rikers Island fighting a case. I was able to beat my case, God bless, and come home. So when I came home, I didn't have a computer. But I wrote everything down, so I had to type it now. So I typed the whole book. I finished 80%, fixed some things. I did the whole thing on a broken computer. So I finished all that. And then before I finished, I had one chapter left to do. And I just like writing so much. 
I never liked it, but doing that, typing it up, I started a spinoff of one of the characters from the book. At that time, I finished that whole second book before I finished the last chapter of the first one. So it became it became fun to me. So I started writing other chapters for different kind of books. And I guess I'm an author now. I don't know. Nah, brother, you are author. <laughs> I do want to say something. I feel like the passion, it you start with the passion, you know, even if you don't even know. Like, I didn't know I was writing a book. Like, many of us didn't in here. We were just writing it to release. Um, but from the, you know, when you realize that it was a book or you realize that you are going to turn this collection of stories or, you know, into something greater, you start realizing, like, okay, as much as this may be, I'm just going to use the word ministry, it's also a business because ministry is a business, regardless of you referring to church or your platform. Like Ministry is a business. So you have to shift your mentality, like, outside of, okay, this is my passion, but how would I make a profit from it? So your passion will definitely lead to the hustle, and it's through the hustle that will reignite the passion inside of you. So, yeah, you hustling, trying to get the book out there, trying to promote it, trying to reach these people, and then when somebody inboxes you or somebody that you never even knew DMs you, and they're like, thank you so much, you don't know how much you know, your story ministered to me or how much your story or you being so transparent or sharing this with me has encouraged me to continue to turn my nothing into New York or to turn my dreams into my reality. Like, thank you so much for, you know, sharing your journey. You realize, like, yo, this is what it's for. I need to hustle even more. So the message I'm getting from the table is that your passion is what's going to turn the profit, basically. So if you're out there hustling, you're going to make a short-term profit. But if this is a passion and you put work and, and hard work into this, it, it'll turn into a real business. It will change career. your life. Right. And your right. passion is it's going to sustain you through those hard times, through those rejections, through those doors being closed. That passion is going to give you the drive to continue and not stop. Because if you were just doing it for a hustle, you'd be like, okay, whatever, let's try something else. But if you're really passionate about it and you believe it and you know that you're doing it for the purpose of the I am, then you're going to continue. You don't have a choice. Your passions will lead you to your purpose. So let's segue to the last question because we've got about six minutes left on the show. I want to know what you guys are doing next. And I'm going to start that off with Lee because you mentioned that you completed a second book already. Yeah, I just got a, well, I'm promoting this one still. But, um, yeah, I got another book coming. It's a spinoff for one of the characters. I got to get it edited, and then I'll release that. And then I got another couple of books I had started writing, different, different from the one I just got put out. But that's what's next. And then I plan to have a, um, the hard cop, the paperback copies will be out probably by Monday or Tuesday of next week of my book, Paint the City Red. I plan on having a um, books, book release party within the next month or two. But other than that, that's what's going on. I'm just promoting this book. And then I got, which is a series, Paint the City Red is a series. So I already started on this part two of this. But I have another one from a spinoff of a character I didn't name yet. But that's what I got going on. All right, sounds good. And Trishina, what do you have going on? Um, everything. No, um, still, <laughs> still promoting. Um, still trying to do more readings. Um, and out of this book, I created a workshop. It's called "I Am, I Can, I Will Succeed," and it's really for 
females, little girls, um, all ages, elementary, middle school, high school, just trying to empower them and encourage them to be better and to do anything that they want to do. So um, I've done the workshop here in New York, in Washington, D.C., as well as in Saginaw, Michigan. So really just trying to promote it and get that out there. I, well, right now, you know, I'm in the acting portion of my life. You know, I'm doing Martin Luther King around this is, uh, um, in English and in Spanish. And with that being said, um, book, you know, book-wise, raising, you know, we've just rewritten a screenplay, and we um, want to raise some dough to get out a full-length feature. And I'm going to keep pushing the novel. You know it is about elderly abuse and supernatural folklore, so I'm going to keep tapping those markets. And there's other manuscripts that I have that I want to throw some drafts on. And, you know, there is a prequel to Duppy, um, because it was a, it was written, it was broken into two books, so I'm going to put out the prequel at some point, and more future book parties. And shout out to Demetrius Motion Bullock who did the cover. You know, www.motionillustrations.com out of Delaware. We're going to do the stage play down there. You know, in the summertime, and you know, keep that going. Play movie, keep it moving. Oh, so with From Nothing to New York, I'll be, um, proceeds of every book sale goes to the Cassandra Lenore Scholarship. So I was able to give away three scholarships last year. So as far as moving forward, I'm uh, releasing today, since I'm already making the announcement. Today, you guys can go to CassandraLenore.com. And if you're a first-generation college student, you can apply for my um, scholarship. And so that's what I'm um, moving forward with, is to look for these 2017 recipients uh, to get this this money is two $500 scholarships. One is for my alma mater, Hayes High School in St. Louis, Missouri, and the other one is a nationwide. Um, from Nothing to New York, of course, opens up many doors. It's the key for every opportunity that I've ever walked into, so I'm going to be doing a lot of different speaking engagements. I'm on... I'm one of the five ladies on the Survivor Movement with Selena Johnson, Celeste Dubois, Celicia Thompson, and Tamika Anderson. So you can um, watch for for that for the Survivor Movement tour. Um, I, you know. I have a lot of stuff in store for you guys, as well as a play. We I wasn't telling nobody, but working on working on the play. Um, I'm trying to do it into a movie, and I think it's really great that you said that with books they're trying to do. What did you call it? A movie trailer. I think that that was something amazing for you to put out there because that was a vision that I had that I wasn't able to execute because of the financial obligation or you know the place where I was financially. But I was able to do a. I want to call it a quote-unquote soundtrack. <laughs> so we made a song that goes for, with, that went with my book. So I released the song before I even released the book. So if you want to hear my song, <laughs> uh, you can go to uh, SoundCloud and just type in from nothing to New York.com. But in 2017, the remix is dropping, and I'm dropping some bars on there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you could just stay tuned. Cassandra, Lenore, and From Nothing to New York have a lot of great things in store. So I just encourage everybody to follow me on social media or visit my website to stay in tune with everything that I'm doing. I will also be hosting on um, January 31st uh, how to write and edit and self-publish your own book. Um, you can find out information on how to. It's only $20. It's only $20. It's over the phone. So uh, I'm just giving you the information for you to be great. I'm having networking events in February. Like, I just have a lot of stuff going on. So stay tuned, guys. Well, compared to these folks, I have nothing at all going on. I have right. nothing. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm actually in the process of writing Expressions of Love and Romance Part 2. 
Uh, and I didn't plan that at all, but because of the great, you know, success with people liking the book, I'm in that process. Also, off of the book, I have a radio show called Expressions of Love and Romance, the radio show. It's an hour-long show. It's basically love, romance, mood music. It's on my website, www.SeanCorneliusEntertainment.com. I just, uh, this week was my 100th episode. Um, thank you. So, appreciate it. So, that's still going on, doing that. And you guys are welcome to listen to it and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, as far as the the, uh, the book is concerned, this one, I'm still doing things with the book. I travel around. I actually have a book signing in the Poconos, uh, February 17th and 18th, right after Valentine's uh, Day. And that's basically uh, tapping into Valentine's Month with the book. So, I'll be in the Poconos with the book signing. I'll also be on a cruise in May. Uh, going over to Jamaica, and I'll be doing a book signing on there with the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Grown and Sexy Cruise. I've been working with them for a couple of years, and I take my books and do book signings as far as uh, when I do my comedy and stuff like that. Uh, musically, really quick, because this is connects with what I got going on. I just, uh, that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, I just wrote a single. Uh, the single's called Destiny. And I was just in the studio yesterday in Brooklyn. So I have a music project, which is called Emotions. Uh, there's a song, because I guess I'm an activist as well, coming off a lot of these things called Enough is Enough. And it's got a lot to do with the police brutality and all that stuff, the killings and things, and black-on-black crime, and just the way the world is today. So that's out right now on iTunes. So a lot of that stuff, I'm to kind of put my music into my book stuff and the writings and all of that kind of thing. But everything you can find on uh, com. And I believe we'll be doing some projects in the near future. Tyler and I will do videos. So I have some music videos and things coming up. So just SeanCanadiansEntertainment.com. Yeah, Tyler, you just need to go ahead and just set up meetings with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, I, I plan on doing that. So this is a really great show today. I hope you guys got a lot of information. I'm going to put all the contact info for each author in the description box. So you'll have information to their websites and their Kindle pages. And you'll be able to follow up on some of the upcoming projects that they have. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you soon. Peace.